Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Growing in Grace with Mike and Joel, another weekly podcast is on the air. Hey, Joel, how's it going? <laughs> weekly podcast. I Every once in a while, uh, we're, we're recording this on Skype, and um, sometimes there's a little hiccup in in uh, things, and I didn't know if that was one of those or not, because you said weekly. Glee podcast, and I didn't know if you did that on purpose or not. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to listen back, and I'll let you know. It just seemed like there was a tiny little space in there. Anyway, we have fun doing this program. Uh, You know, (laughs) in between uh, recording different podcasts, we talk about some stuff. The the revelations that we have, it's it's just awesome, Cap. I mean, we've been doing this for eight years, believe it or not. Hold on a second. What is this one? This is the one that's going to be. This is this is our eight uh, eight year uh, podcast today. Whoa, whoa! Yeah, that blows me away. I need to go get baptized. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, February tenth, two thousand five, our first Growing in Grace podcast aired, and that's uh, the date of this one. That's the date where this one's going to be uh, first uh, put up there on GrowingInGrace.org, and. By the way, all of our past podcasts <laughs> have been uploaded to that site, growingandgrace.org, so you can catch all of them. All of our episodes from the past eight years are there for your perusal and listening pleasure. <laughs> well, I do remember the title of the first podcast. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was, What is the Gospel? Yep, that was it. We were talking about what we're going to do this podcast, so what's a good place to start? And uh, that's uh, that was, I think, a perfect one, and it, it kind of still remains as kind of the the underlying root of what we do here. You know, what is the gospel? Uh, you know, the gospel of, of God's righteousness being revealed, not our own righteousness, but God's righteousness that we have been given as a gift. And so, as you listen to all of our podcasts, uh, keep that in mind that it's that's part of the underlying theme of growing in grace is the gospel itself, the good news. Well, we've been talking, well, we talked about water baptism last week, and leading up to that, we've been talking about believing, the gift of believing from God that he has provided us with, Joel, the the, the ability to believe in the work of his son, Jesus Christ, the finished and completed work. To take this a step further, when it comes to um, belief and and this this thing called the the, the gift of faith, grace, uh, being saved by grace through faith, how could anybody, and I hope you could go back and listen to our last couple of podcasts so you can kind of understand where we're coming from, but how do you think anybody could possibly reject this free gift? How, how is it that they could refuse to believe? Because we know we've all been given the ability to believe by God himself. It is also a gift. So what, what would hold somebody back from simply believing? What, what do you think that they struggle with the most? Wow, there's all kinds of things I think that people struggle with. And I don't know if this is something that people struggle with the most or not. Maybe it is, maybe not. But I I, uh, and I've got a, now you've made fun of me for this before, Cap, but one of my favorite artists, in fact, my all-time favorite oh. artist, oh. music ah. artist. Come out of him! <laughs> Come out of him! <laughs> is a man by the name of Adam Ant. 
He had the band Adam and the Ants back in the 70s and early 80s, and then he went solo. He did the whole Goody Two-Shoes thing, but he had so many other great tunes beside that one. But there is something that I've... I I can't say I've struggled with it, because I just know that it's true, but he is vocally anti-Christian. I mean, he really does not like Christianity. And over the years, I've had that question about him. I wonder what it is that he has heard or what he's believed that's not true about Christ uh, that's keeping him. In fact, I was listening to one of his uh, one of the old Adam and the Ant songs today, and one of the lines in the song says, I could never see the point of showing them your boss when and this is you know um, you know prepare yourself for this if you, if you don't like hearing people talking about Christ, but he says, or talking badly about Christ, but he says, I could never see the point of showing them your boss when they drag you through the city streets and nail you to the cross. Saying that right there just kind of um, cuts me to the heart, because in that line, in that uh, verse from a song, is a huge misperception about who Jesus is. You know, it's not that he didn't come to show us that he's boss, he, he didn't, Jesus didn't come to show us that he's the big guy up there, we better darn well do what he says, or he's going to wag his finger at us, condemn us, and, and, and put us down, or whatever. But right there, it's a, it's a misperception that people have that God is trying to put us in our place, that he's trying to make us perform well and show us that, hey, we better obey him or else. So I think that's a that's one of the misperceptions that people have about God, thinking of him as the big boss guy up there. And really, Jesus came to show us who God is. Jesus came and he served people. He washed the feet of his disciples. That's not showing them your boss. That's showing them that you're a servant. Jesus came to serve, not to be served, and, and not to show us that he's the boss. And so that's, I think, one misperception. Yeah, and he didn't come to condemn us either. There was a picture hanging up in an office that had a picture of Jesus sitting across the desk from a businessman. It was a businessman's office, and so he appreciated the, the picture of Jesus kind of counseling uh, the man and what he did with, through his business. But I had somebody point at the picture and said, boy, if so-and-so was in that picture talking with Jesus, Jesus' hand would be pointing the other way because Jesus' hand was kind of sticking out. His finger was pointing out a little bit underhanded as if he was explaining something to the businessman. He, sa- he said, if so-and-so was in that picture, Jesus would probably have his hand turned the other way, pointing his finger at him like he would be wagging his finger at, at this particular person. The point I'm trying to make is the perception this person, this Christian person had as they looked at the picture was that, uh, if Jesus were talking to a bad person, a businessman who, you know, just did a lot of wrong things, then Jesus would be there to wag his finger at him, you know, as if he was scolding him. And that's how people sometimes picture God, and they get this message sometimes through, uh, you know, religious circles that, you know, in places where people don't really understand what love is. Right, yeah, that's the... I think that's a big part of it, because as you started off saying uh, near the beginning of our podcast, why would someone refuse such an awesome gift? Why would someone refuse God with us? You know, God came to be with us. That was Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. God wanted to be with us. He wanted us to be with him. So he put Jesus, he sent Jesus, his son, to die as a man, to die for our sins and to go upon the cross because he so loved us. 
how could anyone refuse that gift? And again, I think it goes back to the, the misperception of what Jesus really was and, and the misperception of, of who God is. Uh, so many other uh, uh, things, so many different mindsets, like a person might have a uh, performance-based mindset, thinking that they need to perform for God, and if they're not performing... This, this was me, in a sense, uh, back before I really began walking with the Lord, was that I thought that I had to start, I had to clean myself up. I thought I had to change some of the things that I was doing before I could really have this walk with God. I des- I actually, I desired a walk with God. I wanted to have it, but I felt that I wasn't living good enough, and so it was maybe someday in the future I'll be able to start living well enough, and God will, uh, I'll be able to have this nice relationship with God. And my misperception there was that I had to perform well enough here I am years later, finally, you know, I'm free of that mentality, and that's good because I now know that no matter where my performance is at on any given day, my standing with God is exactly the same as it always has been because it's not based on my performance, but it's, pay, it's based on the performance of Jesus. So that's one thing I wish that, you know, people would really come to understand, that it's based on the finished work of Jesus, not our work. And I think that's probably one of the biggest reasons why people reject this free gift and refuse to simply believe, uh, even though God has given them everything they could possibly want when it comes to faith and belief. But they, they just simply reject it. And part of the reason why is because they, they have this mentality of, of performance that they either conjured up themselves or heard about it through uh, religious circles of some kind. And, and, and it's just not that way at all. The thing is, you've you got to understand, you, you can't be under law and grace. You, you're, you're under one or the other. You know, a lot of Christians think that uh, they have to, if, if they give up the law, if they give up the commandments, then they will end up in sin when the Bible tells us in the New Covenant that you have to give up the law and the commandments to get out of sin. And, and so we, we have it all backwards here, and a lot of people out there have this perception that once they commit their lives to Christ, once they decide to believe that they have some sort of perception of what they are going to have to be afterward uh, or what they're going to have to do or what they're going to have to avoid. And so they just decide, I'm, I'm going to stay away because I don't think I'm ready yet. And how many times have I heard that line before? I don't know if they're quite ready to receive Christ yet. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Where did we get that at? And that's one of the silliest things I've ever heard of. And even before I was growing in grace, I thought that was a silly thing because, I mean, a free gift is a free gift, right? Yeah, a free gift is a free gift, and uh, that's what we need to be telling the world. You know, the ministry of reconciliation, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their sins against them, and that's our message to the world. But instead, and this is a problem that's gone on in the, on in the church for a long time, a lot of times the message that the church gives to the world is that you are in sin, and we need to protest that. And there's a numerous amount of issues uh, that we could bring up that the church goes out there and they protest, whether it's in small ways, you know, with picket signs or with uh, demonstrations or whatever, or whether it's just talking to your neighbors and telling them, hey, you really need to, you know, really need to knock that off. In one way or another, we, the church, has sent the message to the world that unless they change their ways, they can't have a relationship with God. And we picket, and we uh, protest, and the world then gets 
totally the opposite message, because Jesus didn't come to protest the sins of the world. He came to take away the sins of the world. That's the message we need to be giving out to the world. Yeah, if you've had the mindset, maybe you're listening right now. Maybe you're trying to decide whether you want to take that next step and and just simply believe that what Jesus Christ did at the cross with his spilled blood was enough. He's not expecting anything in return because there's nothing that we can do to get ourselves right with God. We simply believe that what he did provided us the way to be right with God. So if you have this mentality or this mindset that you need to change in order for this to work, you need to get rid of that because God has already accepted you and actually forgiveness has already been bought and paid for. Now we just simply um, choose to believe that and and live in that because it's all about him. Uh, Grace is... God's ability in us. If we're going to go back to performance, law, commandments, that's our ability, and it will always fail. Yeah, and I think you're really getting to the heart of what growing in grace is. You know, it's about his ability in us, his life in us, and not our own abilities. And uh, well, now, Cap, we've got eight years of growing in grace officially under the belt. Next week, I guess we'll be starting our ninth year. Looking forward to uh, what the next year has uh, to bring us here on Growing on Grace Cap. No teaser this week. Not a clue where we'll be going next week. <laughs> so just be here next week for more talk about Growing in Grace with me, the Breeze Man, and Cap, Mike Kapler, right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Breezeke. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.